Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi there, this is Martina Navratilova. Uh, hi, I'm Mats Wilander. Hi, I'm Andy Murray, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport, brought to you after a very sweaty, interesting, intriguing first day of play at Roland Garros 2017. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by The Telegraph's tennis correspondent, Simon Briggs. Simon, where to start, really? It's sort of a bonus day this Sunday, isn't it, that we get at Roland Garros? (laughs) We don't get at any other slams, and yet there have been so many storylines already on day one. Well, maybe we should start with the uh, rather luxurious weather that we, we're experiencing. That's one word for Whoa. it. Didn't feel luxurious during those four sets courtside uh, for Dan Evans against Tommy Robredo. I have to say. Yeah, it's probably uh, better for us than it is for the players. Uh, having said that, I'm not sure they enjoyed the Arctic conditions here last year. They, they obviously weren't going to get sort of uh, drained of their of their bodily fluids like they have done today. But on the other hand, playing on clay in in sort of ten degree temperatures can be quite a a trial of strength in different ways so either way I'm I'm quite enjoying a little bit of summer uh, sunshine this this evening and and, and it's cooled down a bit now it's rather rather lovely. Which matches have you seen or followed today where you think the conditions the weather has been a decisive factor in the match? Well clearly the the British match the Dan Evans match against Tommy Robredo. We're fresh from the press conference aren't aren't we we've just spoken to him we've just interviewed him what what do we think He, he lost in four sets he doesn't think he did a very good job against Tommy Robredo. We think he did do quite a good job. Mats Verlander in Eurosport commentary thought, you know, conditions aside and the fact that he was obviously struggling with the heat aside, he matched him pretty well in terms of level of play. Dan doesn't agree, though. Well, I hadn't seen him play on clay since Rouen, I think, because he has been plugging away. But I, I, um, did he play in Rome? I might have seen him there. He I just, played in Barcelona, he, he played in Monte Carlo, played in Barcelona, played Madrid. I'm not sure about Rome. Anyway, he, he certainly seemed to have brought a lot more spin on his, on his um, single-arm backhand. He seemed to be uh, also whipping the forehand with a lot of aggression. And that was the one thing his coach kept on saying from the side of the court, you know, keep, keep going for it, keep taking risks on the forehand. And he played some pretty good tennis in patches. Obviously, 
physically he wasn't able to sustain it and that's what he's been saying in a rather gloomy manner is it a brummy thing the the kind of the perpetual cloud I, david law isn't here to confirm i'm sure he will do so via twitter but i don't we have seen dan evans be positive haven't we momentarily in the past he's certainly less positive here than we've seen him at say australia or us open i think anyway this is a particularly gloomy dan evans yeah he clearly doesn't feel comfortable on the surface but I think anyone watching him would have seen that he has made some quite significant strides in in the armoury that he was able to bring to bear. And when he was able to keep it on a physical uh, level playing field with Robredo, he was giving Robredo some quite considerable headaches. And that ability to mix up the backhand ought to be beneficial for him because he was it's not slicing as much, certainly in the, in the early stages. He was giving it a lot more top and it was just kicking off the clay in, in quite an impressive manner now obviously you're on, on a grass court you want to be flatter but to have that option maybe if you're in a defensive position to loop it higher and give yourself more time to get back into the court ought to be useful you'd think so but I mean he's sticking around for a bit he's going to play some doubles but I, I, I get the feeling he wants to get out of here and get onto the grass at Queen's as quickly as he possibly can will he be eclipsed in the paper in terms of what you're writing about tomorrow by the story of Petra Kvitova a stepping out onto a court again b let alone it being Philippe Chatrier court kicking off the whole tournament and c winning her match in pretty convincing style yeah absolutely that was uh, I was commentating on that one for for five live and um, the first point sort of set the tone didn't it wicked left-handed serve short return and then crunch the forehand cross court unreturnable winner and it was a vintage Kvitova from the off, really. And who would have thought that she would be able to power the ball in that free and uninhibited way on her first appearance? I mean, she spoke afterwards about how motivated she had been and how she wasn't coming back just for the sake of, of appearing at a tournament. She wanted to win. She has goals that she still wants to fulfil. And she, the only thing that made me sort of raise an eyebrow was the fact that she said, well, I was very, very motivated for the match today. And I thought, that's great. Are you saying that maybe some of the reasons why, you, as a player in your entire career, you maybe haven't fulfilled quite? Well, I think she has struggled with motivation, hasn't she? I don't think she's perhaps always framed it as motivation. She's been very honest about sort of struggling with depression, glandular fever, those sorts of things, which I'm sure motivation factors into all of that. So, yeah, I think I think she probably has. Certainly, even though she's a double Wimbledon champion, and not many people can say that. I mean, the woman is absolutely gifted with with an incredible armory of shots so how far can she go yeah you think that she can get back to being a top five player again i mean here here she's in the tough portion of the draw isn't she if she'd if she'd been drawn into that bottom section which i see is incredibly open which is where joe contra is pliskov is there advanska's there Vanderway, those are the main seeds down there if she'd been there i'd have thought maybe but she, i think she would run up against sam stoza in round three which you're making a face to suggest she'd have a chance there. You never know what you're going to get with Stoza. I've, I've said for years here that Stoza could be a contender to win the title and tends not to really, um, <laughs> really make my, uh, my comment on, on her come to pass. So I've seen her disappoint quite numerous times, despite the fact that she's got that incredibly spin-heavy game which ought to be suited to the conditions. So Kvitova, well, I, I, I didn't feel that she was really handling longer rallies that well, did you? No, but there weren't many of them, luckily for her. I mean, that's just the key, isn't it? Try to minimise the number of long rallies. And yeah, the longer it went, the the worse it went for her. But 
you know, the same applies to a lot of players that do really well, and these hot conditions will suit those that are aiming for shorter rallies. So, I mean, who knows? Stozer would be a heavy favourite, I think, in a third-round match. But they're both unknowns so who knows and then following them on Philippe Chatrier as if you were thinking oh god I've already already got a lot to write about today and I've got Dan Evans coming up later Angelique Kerber loses two and two to Ekaterina Makarova which granted that's a horrible first round draw but the most extraordinary thing about it is it's a world number one losing to an unseeded player on the first day of the tournament two and two and it's the first time that's happened to a women's world number one here in the open era. And it's not even a surprise. That's the most surprising thing about it, isn't it? Yeah, nobody fancied Kerber to win that one. And uh, Makarova, obviously, one of the worst floaters you could possibly get in the first round. Um, but Kerber... Even so, though, even so, she wasn't good today, was she? Well, no, I mean, her and Andy Murray have had the same thing going on all clay court season. They just seem to be uh, playing such rhythmic power-free tennis that everyone up against them is getting a sort of free lesson. I mean, they, they ought to be charging the players that, 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 that are coming up against them because it, you wouldn't have a, have a more comfortable afternoon for you know, the two world number ones. They're, they're a pair of, of scrappy counterpunchers who have lost the inspiration that makes them you know, so awkward at times and they're just putting the ball back into the court with, with not much on it and for the, the the level of talent you're up against every day it's not going to be enough. So could we perhaps be overanalyzing both their respective slumps a bit in terms of their lacking in motivation, their lacking to find a spot could it just be that their styles of game have temporarily gone out of fashion a bit, that they're not in vogue in tennis at, in 2017? Well I think that the margins are very small for them because they don't have a get out I mean even Novak He's not quite um, perhaps in the same category because he does have bigger weapons. But even he, when, when, he's, when he's just a 5% off, becomes vulnerable to people like Istamin. So, uh, you know, it's different if you're a Rafa or a Roger um, or even a Kvitova, um, and because you can just crank up that weapon and, and, and you can earn some cheap points and cheap wins with it. But uh, if you're not inspired, I mean... Uh, I think it was uh, John Dolan at the LTA who said to me that uh, he was thinking of Yelena Yankovic, who put an incredible shift in at the back end of 2009, became world number one, went to train again really quickly and actually burned herself out, could barely win a match in 2010. And so uh, it was a very similar situation. I mean, again, a sort of a, a very um, heavy hitting but, 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 but sort of rhythmical player who suddenly just, just couldn't seem to, to be getting the ball past their opponents, was instead hitting them onto the middle of the opponent's strings. Possibly the first time Andy Murray's been conferred to Yelena Yankovic there, so thank you for that, Simon. Has anything else caught your eye on day one? Not that that's any shortage of stories, but anything else? We had an American 15-year-old, didn't we, who just about um, almost uh, pulled off a, a great victory. It's, it's been... Um, I think it's just been a, a day which has been better than the average Sunday start here because we've had a few dribbly ones with very little to write about. And as you say, there's, there's three pretty good stories today. And one of the stories relates to tomorrow, which is that Rafael Nadal will start his campaign here, the nine-time champion, over on Suzanne Longley. And lots of people are up in arms about this and were on Twitter when the schedule came out. Are you similarly up in arms, Simon? I, I, do you think it's a disgrace? Do you think it's a mark of disrespect to a nine-time champion? Do you think maybe he asked to be on long then? Do you think, you know, at Wimbledon sometimes we hear things like they're told you'll have to play 
on court one once in the fortnight so let us know when you'd like it to be do you think there could be an element of that going on what's happened here well it's just a simple situation of Novak and, and Rafa being on the same day and but that's always going to be the case throughout the tournament I'm sure it'll reverse as we go forward but uh, I, I mean I don't think that Rafa would have asked to be on there I think he'd be, he might be slightly piqued about it in fact, in fact I probably wouldn't want to be going up against him having been uh, demoted but uh, yeah I think I, I find it hard to get too exercised about scheduling decisions Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This edition of the Tennis Podcast is sponsored by Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch the French Open. They've got every court live and you can watch on your phone or on your smart TV in HD. Sounds great. There's genuinely nothing I like more than watching multiple courts with matches everywhere. And can I just sit and watch court says in Longland all day? You sure can, David. Wherever the stories are, the rivalries emerge and the generations clash, you can watch it all with daily live coverage beginning on Monday, May the 20th. Be there when it happens by subscribing to Tennis Channel Plus to stream daily coverage of Roland Garros. Use promo code TENNISPOD20 for 20% off your annual subscription. So scheduling on Philippe Chateau tomorrow, starting off with Muguruza against Francesca Schiavone. Speaking of horrible draws, there are only three former champions in the women's draw and two of them will face one another. Who's winning that? We've, we've lost one um, of the seven slam champions today. We could lose another because Venus was... Uh... She was about to go set all as we started yeah. uh, uh, recording this. She's over on Longlen against Qian mm. Wang, the Chinese player coached by Peter McNamara, who I bumped in to at the rooftop bar last night he was feeling pretty I wouldn't say confident I don't think he was picking his player to win but he felt like she had a chance so he was he was right to feel confident so yeah who's who's winning Muguruza or Schiavone also Muguruza spotted last night in a sushi restaurant by my hotel so I'm obviously in, in the right place she, she was having a cherry lollipop for dessert I can confirm that well you are in the right place because all the uh, BBC people are at the Novotel and complaining bitterly because the air conditioning has been broken for two weeks and at one of the other official tournament hotels uh, apparently they have a policy of not deploying the air conditioning until uh, June the 15th regardless of the weather so there's a a lot of journalists up in arms about that that does seem a completely arbitrary ridiculous rule but anyway (laughs) Muguruza Schiavone we digress who's winning it Muguruza, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think she'll go deep, but I think she'll get past that one. 
Well, well, which brings us on to your predictions. You have submitted them, but they haven't been aired. Have you submitted them, Simon? No, you're, you're making a face. I think you should have submitted them. Dear, oh dear. Tell me what they are then. Tell me who are your semi-finalists on both sides. Oh, Christ. Um... So in the, in the men's... We haven't got a draw in front of us here, so I'll help you out here, Simon. In the men's, you've got Murray, Nishikori, Vavrinka, all in the same half. Who else have you got there? Del Potro, who called a press conference today, and everyone thought he was pulling out, and then it turned, to be, it turned out to be a routine first-round press conference, and then he cancelled the press conference anyway. Anything going on there, Simon? <laughs> I haven't looked into that one, but it did sound like a, uh, an administrative error rather than anything too uh, secretive. I'm not sure any of those players are making the semis on that side. I mean, Vavrinka's think is making the semis. Geneva champion? No, I don't think so. Um, I'd say uh, definitely Rafa against Novak on the on the on the bottom half, top half. Murray's not getting there. How far's Murray getting? Um, so where where where's uh, Zverev and team? Are they in Zverev and team? So I think Murray would face Zverev round four. Team is in the Djokovic section. Mm. That would be a quarter-final Djokovic against team. So you think Zverev could outdo Murray here? Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think... Anyone... He's got Vadasco tomorrow, though. That is the final match on Philippe Chatrier tomorrow. So we'll, we'll fast-forward straight to that. Who's winning that? Oh, well, well, yeah, Zverev going to win that one. And um, yeah. What if Vadasco does a Vadasco and plays amazingly? And plays amazingly and then blows up at, at 5-4 in the deciding set. That's I think even if peak Vadasco comes out tomorrow, Zverev's winning. Yeah, absolutely. Luca Puy is in a bit of trouble as we speak on Philippe Chatteret. Oh, yeah, what, 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 what do we make of what, what's happening with Luca Puy? So talented, so likeable, so French. What's happening? Well, that's a classic, uh, isn't it? French number one. Um, going into the uh, tournament where he's going to be the mo- most um, uh, high-profile um, home hope. And I actually saw uh, on Saturday, I went up to look at Rafa against Lucas Puyol on court one, and it was the most claustrophobic environment you could possibly imagine. Again, it was very, like, 35-degree heat. Our and- listeners know this, Simon, because it's where the preview rec- podcast was mm. recorded from or where the first part was recorded from, and then I had to relocate because my iPad gave me a message saying it had malfunctioned and gone into emergency mode due to excessive heat. Yeah, well, it could have been excessive carbon dioxide. I felt like (laughs) like you couldn't actually get a breath of oxygen in there. I I went up to have a quick look to see if I could see um, one of um, Rafa's publicists I wanted to talk to, and and I made a a, a hasty retreat before I had a panic attack. Did did you manage to speak to Rafa's publicist? What what gossip can you give us from that conversation? I mean, what gossip can you give us across the board, Simon? Come on. Mostly about the hotels and the air conditioning. I, I think, uh, there, have, there haven't been um, any instances of food poisoning yet, but everyone's got the flu. Um, Andy and, and Milos, haven't they? They, they? They've all been on antibiotics. Have they? But, is, but you don't take antibiotics for the flu, though. This is what I don't quite understand. What is, what is troubling Andy Murray? <laughs> well, that's, that's a very big question for this stage of the podcast, surely. Victoria Azarenka is just about to walk past this. Do you think if she'd played here, she could have had a chance? She looks in fantastic shape, doesn't she? Do you think she's regretting maybe not... Uh... Possibly. She's hung around quite a long time. What I heard was that she volunteered herself to come over and play Kids Day here. She had a wedding to attend here anyway, so she said, would you like me to play Kids Day? And they bit her hand off. And now she's, she's hanging around. She was out watching Dan Evans earlier. She's definitely itching to get back isn't she they chair a fitness trainer don't they they do someone or they used to her current fitness trainer use he's a brummy anyway there's definitely some birmingham in common 
The other question is whether Serena Williams will find a moment to drop in, uh, having been at the Monaco Grand Prix. She's got bigger fish to fry in the Formula One. I do I think she. I don't think she will. Do you? She could have taken a car out with a sticker saying "Baby on board" on the back. Simon, this is not gossip. This is speculation. Come on, give me some gossip before before we let you go to write. What, what are you going to be writing about for tomorrow? What's going to lead? Kvitova is definitely the uh, the best story. I think bigger than Kerber. Yeah, because as you say, Kerber was. Um, definitely predicted by all and sundry it was a bit like when andy played uh, Fanini in rome i mean did anyone really fancy andy to win that one not a lot not a lot and just finally from you simon aliash bedene on britwatch who is winning out of aliash bedene uh, another not always particularly light-hearted british character <laughs> in a very different way to dan evans it has to be said but he's feeling positive here i mean no reason not to be he's been in fantastic clay court form 16 matches unbeaten he faces Ryan Harrison tomorrow who's significantly less comfortable on the clay is Bedene going to win that? Yeah absolutely um, it's a bit unfortunate he's got a pretty awkward second round in Jack Sock hasn't he is that right? Um, so <clears throat> he's 20 for 23 on clay as you say a 16 match winning run in that sequence so absolutely the the, the, the informed Brit out of what's not, not been a particularly encouraging clay court season for the group it's not been great has it I think that's safe to say Heather Watson was also out there watching Dan Evans early as was Conchita Martinez he certainly had a good crowd in if if nothing else he had a lot of support out there Um, on that note I'll let you go because you've got to go and write about Dan Evans no doubt have you already written your Kvitova piece just Dan to go um, no, Kerber's next. Kerber's next. Okay. Well, we'll check out the Telegraph tomorrow if you want to read about that. Watch the coverage on Eurosport. It is wall to wall. Trust me, there is so much coverage of the French Open in the Telegraph and on Eurosport. Simon, thank you for your company. We will be back hopefully tomorrow. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.